enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Thoughtful Thursday, and there are only nine days left till Hanukkah and Christmas Eve. So if you're starting to panic, or if you always take care of gifts for everyone else and you leave your spouse or partner's gift till last, I have a couple of ideas for you. The first story I want to talk about is from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Merry Christmas, and it's called Love Notes on My Tree. The writer, Joan Clayton, tells us that when she and her husband were first married, he had just gotten out of the Army and he had just enrolled in college on the GI Bill, so they didn't have very much money to give each other gifts. But they did go out and look for a Christmas tree, and the tree salesman could see that Joan's husband was a veteran and that they couldn't really afford a tree. So he gave them a tree for just $1, and it was one of those trees that everyone else had rejected that I love so much. And Joan and her husband Emmett put up the tree and then realized they had no ornaments at all. So the next morning, Emmett wrote Joan a love note, folded it up, and hung it on the tree. So then Joan did the same, and then Emmett wrote another one, and so did Joan. And by Christmas Eve, their tree was covered in notes that they had written to each other. And that's what they opened on Christmas morning, all those notes of love and appreciation for each other. When the holiday was over, Joan put all of those notes in a box to be hung on the tree the next year. And then they added to them that next Christmas and the one after that, and it became a tradition. When their kids were born, they put notes on the tree for them. And when the kids got old enough, they wrote notes to their parents and hung them on the tree. This family tradition continued with the grandchildren. Everyone wrote notes to each other, and the whole family sat around on Christmas reading the notes. And the grandchildren loved hearing their grandparents' notes from when they were brand new newlyweds. And now this tradition that Joan and Emmett started has moved on to their great-grandchildren. So that first love note that Emmett wrote to Joan has turned into a legacy that has lasted four generations. So that's an idea for a fun, easy thing you can do for your partner or spouse. And here's another fun idea, and this one comes to us from Courtney Conover. She wrote about this idea in a story called The Christmas Contest in our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Gift of Christmas. Courtney says that she always found it a little stressful to shop for her husband, Scott, not because he was at all demanding, but because she just wanted to wow him each year. And she says he would have been fine with just getting a Christmas card or nothing. But because he was always so good at picking out gifts for her, she felt she had to do a good job, too. So one morning, one year, in late November, Courtney and Scott were talking about Christmas, and she told him she really didn't want or need anything, and he said he didn't want anything either. But they thought it would be weird to give each other nothing at all. And Scott suggested that maybe they could have a spending limit And he suggested they spend $77.77. And that price had to include even the wrapping paper. Whoever came closer to having spent $77.77 would be the winner. And that number didn't come out of thin air. They actually loved the number seven, and they had gotten married 
on July 7, 2007, at 7.07 p.m. So seven, 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 four sevens. And this was exactly the kind of challenge that Scott loved because Courtney's husband, Scott Conover, is a former offensive lineman for the Detroit Lions. He loves a good competition, and if it involves a score and numbers, that's even better. So Christmas morning arrived a month later, and Courtney was feeling pretty good about her gift for Scott. She had exceeded their price limit by only $2.40, and she had found a great gift. She gave Scott, who loved brandy, a hardcover coffee table book about the history of brandy and a brandy snifter from Tiffany that was designed by Elsa Peretti. And it was a wonderful gift, and she was really excited that she had only gone over by $2.40. Then Scott's turn came, and he gave Courtney two packages, a small one and a big one. She opened the small one, and she found a white shadow box, and inside it was her most prized pair of track spikes, the ones that she had worn during her final track meet in high school almost 15 years earlier. She got all choked up. This was an amazing, thoughtful gift. But she still had that other package to open, the larger one. And when she opened that one, the crying really started because Scott had gone through boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff in their basement. And he had found her photos from high school, photos of her long jumping during a track meet. And he had taken four photos and he had made them into a poster. Now, not only was Scott's gift amazing, but he had come in at $76.25. He was $1.52 below their limit. And Courtney was $2.40 over their limit. So Scott won the competition. Courtney conceded defeat, but then she pointed out to Scott that he might have won the challenge based on the numbers, but she had received the better gift. So I hope you enjoy those two ideas. My husband listens to my podcast every day, and we do have 10 days till Christmas, so I'm going on record right now that if he wants to do the same thing, we can do that. He just has to pick a meaningful number, and I'm in. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. If you want to check out our Christmas books and our tips for gift giving, please go to our website, chickensoup.com. Tomorrow is Friend Friday, and I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Lois Przlovsky, a psychologist who specializes in autism. We're going to talk about what the holidays are like for kids and adults on the autism spectrum so that we can be a little more understanding and knowledgeable and less judgmental if we see a kid having a meltdown.